lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. We're entering the holiday of Sukkot, which the Torah refers to as the holiday of our rejoicing. And we actually have a mitzvah, an obligation to be happy during this time, and really always as we're going to explore. And the classic question is, can we be commanded to be happy? Is being happy really within our control? So I want to explore this question from a Jewish perspective today. I've been reading an amazing book called Gateway to Happiness, a Practical Guide to Happiness and Peace of Mind called From the Full Spectrum of Torah Literature by Rabbi Zelig Pliskin. And it's truly an amazing book. It is a comprehensive guide to happiness from a Jewish perspective, citing from all areas of the Torah. And so most of what I'm going to share today is from this book. The Torah tells us in Devarim that you shall rejoice with all the good that the Almighty has given you. And this is the source for the mitzvah to be happy always. And the Rambam, a medieval commentator, explains one should be in a happy mood with a pleasant facial expression. But what is the definition of happiness that we're really going for? Rabbi Shlomo Wolby in Ali Shore says, it's a feeling of happiness about your lot in the world and a feeling of happiness about your spiritual service which I actually find very interesting. It's not just being happy for the sake of being happy. The Jewish perspective is being happy with your portion, with with the blessing that Hashem has given you, and also happiness about your spiritual service. So happiness is a mitzvah, which means that it's actually an obligation. What's interesting is that Rabbi Zelig Pliskin points out from a Torah perspective Happiness is an obligation to ourselves, to others, and to God. And I want to take a few minutes to explore this. Happiness is an obligation to ourselves because primarily the Torah prohibits us from endangering our health and lack of happiness is actually very dangerous to one's health, psychologically and physically. And what's so cool is that happiness actually preserves health. It can heal a person from illness. It helps us cope with adversity and it enables us to overcome laziness and pursue wisdom in higher spiritual levels. So for all of these reasons, happiness is an obligation to ourselves. In regard to others, the Torah ideal is to greet each and every person with a pleasant facial expression. And when we're happy, we can cheer other people up, which is actually a great act of kindness because we can spread our positive feelings. And I'm sure we've all experienced the opposite when we're around somebody who's quote unquote a Debbie Downer, that person can really drag us down and make us feel sad and bad versus being around somebody who's positive, who's smiling. They really help lift us up and cheer us up and encourage us and give us chizuk, give us strength. It's a real kindness to Put a smile on your face and be positive around other people, even internally if we're struggling. And this actually reminds me of Rebbe Sinan Grace Zetzal. She always had a smile on her face, despite whatever she was going through. And she went through a lot. She lost her husband to cancer 
at a relatively you know young age and she was obviously a holocaust survivor and she went through a lot in her life but every time i saw her every picture i've seen of her every video i've seen of her she has a big smile on her face and i know that that's something that she did consciously in regard to our obligation to be happy for hashem for god in the torah in the book of devarim God tells us all of the blessings that we will enjoy when we follow his commandments and the punishments we will endure, quote, because you did not serve the Lord your God with happiness and with gladness of heart when you had an abundance of everything. And the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of Hasidus, explains this with a parable. He says, the Almighty has sent you into this world on an appointed errand, and it's his will that you accomplish your errand in a state of joy. Sadness implies an unwillingness on your part to carry out the Almighty's will. So when a person who follows the Torah is happy with all the good that Hashem has given him, he's actually fulfilling the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, sanctifying God's name. God gives us so much to be grateful for. And we've talked about this before. I've done some other episodes on happiness. Earlier last year, I did two episodes also based a lot on Rev Zelig Pliskin called Happiness Hacks. And I spoke there about how when we're so grateful, when we see the blessings that Hashem gives us, even if we have a lot of suffering and, and quote unquote problems, that automatically makes us happier. But we're going to talk a little bit now about the Jewish formula for happiness and how to apply it in our lives. So Rav Zelik Pliskin says that this, this, whoever can follow this has a guarantee of happiness. So the first thing is that happiness is not dependent on externals and it comes from within. So he says, quote, a truly happy person does not allow his happiness to be dependent on any external factor over which he may not have control. So somebody whose happiness is dependent on wealth or fame or success or any other external factors will not be able to master happiness, but will be subject to what happens to him. And this is so interesting to me because I grew up thinking that if something doesn't go my way, it's a reason to be unhappy. But the reality is there's only one way, and there's God's way, <laughs> you know? Ultimately, he's going to decide what happens to us. And we have no control over what happens to us, but we can control our response. We can control our thoughts, our speech, and our action. And it's our response to our God-given reality which creates or destroys our happiness. So we really can control our happiness. We're not just subject to whatever happens to us. But obviously this takes a lot of work. So the, the next step is it's owning your happiness. It's not being dependent on externals. And how do we do this? We do this by consciously choosing to be happy. So only by mastering a positive attitude to life's varied situations will we have a guarantee of happiness. So this requires that we make a conscious effort to think in a manner that allows us to feel happy. And Rav Zelik Pliskin says, happiness is a byproduct of thinking and behaving in a positive manner. So he says, quote, once you accept the responsibility for making yourself happy, independent of good or bad fortune, you will be determined to work on your thought patterns instead of chasing illusions. So the Jewish idea of happiness or the guarantee of happiness is owning our own happiness by not allowing it to be dependent on external factors, but choosing positive responses, choosing positive thoughts and behaviors, despite what happens to us. This can be really hard. Recently, 
I was embroiled in a little machlochet, unfortunately, um, where I live, a little disagreement between some neighbors. And it really was upsetting me and bothering me. And I decided after being angry for a little while, which we know in the Torah, anger has no positive. It's a completely negative um, character trait. So after dwelling in anger and self-righteousness for a little while, I decided to change my thinking patterns. And so what did I do? I rewrote the narrative of what had happened, putting each party in a positive light and the whole situation in as positive light as I could while being realistic. So instead of thinking, you know, how could they and and I can't believe they did this, etc., I thought it was just a misunderstanding. I was actually writing it down. It was just a misunderstanding. Everyone was trying to do the right thing. So-and-so thought X, Y, and Z. The other one was trying to do X, Y, and Z. Everyone was just trying to do the right thing. What special neighbors I have. So I went from being so upset and so angry and, and hurt to feeling like, wow, everyone's just trying to do the right thing here. We just all happen to view things differently and there was miscommunication. And I started thinking about it in a more positive light. But this really was very difficult for me because my emotions, my negative emotions were so strong. But it was really empowering at a certain point to say, okay, enough. I'm not going to be a victim to this thing that happened to me. I'm choosing my happiness. I'm choosing to be happy despite this. And I'm going to do it by thinking positive thoughts. And of course, when I saw them in person, I chose positive behaviors by treating them nicely, etc. So I want to share a quote to reinforce this idea. Because sometimes, again, it can be really hard to choose happiness when something bad, quote unquote, happens to us. So there's a great book called It's All the Same to Me by Rav Moshe Gersht, which I highly recommend also. And he, he puts it so beautifully. He says, we're generally under the assumption that life should be easy. But again, whenever there is a should in our mind, it's because we've decided that life should be instead of a paying attention to what life is. I suffered from this disease called should. It used to haunt me. I'd often feel that situations should be different. People shouldn't have done what they did, and I should already be somewhere else and achieving something else. The word should belongs to our ego, he says. One of its main tactics is to convince you that things should be different. The reality is that things are as they are and do not need to be different. How do I know? Because that is how they are. Instead of fighting the challenge with resistance, he says, feel into the pain and hold compassionate space for your feelings. When you start to feel, you start to heal. Feeling into the pain of a difficult situation is being fully present with your experience instead of wishing it were different. In this acceptance, you may find yourself relieved somewhat and are now able to choose your next course of action. So in my example that I gave before, what I really needed to do before trying to rewrite the narrative in a more positive light is allow myself to feel what I was feeling. So acknowledging that I was feeling hurt and confused and all of an anger and all of these things, allowing space for those feelings compassionately, not judging them. And once I was able to process my fe- my negative feelings a little bit and kind of come to this place of accepting, okay, this is what happened. This is what I'm feeling. By feeling more, we can accept more. And then we're opened up a little bit to be able to choose positive thoughts and behaviors 
going forward. So to sum up, we have an obligation to be happy with our lot in life and our service of God. This is an obligation we have to ourselves, others, and Hashem, who gives us so much good constantly. And we can secure this happiness by choosing positive thoughts and behaviors despite what is happening to us. And in difficult situations, we can allow ourselves to feel our pain with compassion, and then this will allow space for acceptance and a more positive response going forward, where we can more easily choose positive thoughts again. I wish us all a Chag Sameach, enjoy your Sukkot, and I hope that these ideas for happiness will help you to truly have a joyous holiday and every day after that. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.